Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B, your lifestyle engineer. In this podcast, we help you escape the rat race and find purpose-led, meaningful work. We help you design systems that make it easy for you to succeed. We give you tools and strategies to build your productivity to free your time and attention for the things that matter most. Live by design, not by default. Let's get it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this episode. Today, we're continuing to talk about A3 thinking and how we can use it in our real life to take advantage of opportunities. So we previously talked about identifying your current state, developing your desired future state, and figuring out what is the gap and then what you need to get rid of that gap so you can actually achieve your desired future state. Now, today we're going to talk about how to actually create a plan for implementation. So you identify what you need to do, the key enablers that are going to get you to that future state. Now it's time to actually put the plan in place. So in everything in lean manufacturing, that implementation plan is a significant part of the process. That is where you would indicate what tasks need to be done with a timeline, who is responsible, how are you going to make sure that it's done. In the same way, in your personal life, in your career, when you have identified the things that you need to do, the key enablers, then you plot out an implementation plan and it has to have all of these key features for it to be successful. Here's how I suggest you start working on this. You already have your desired future state that's at least 10 years or more into the future. So backing away from that future state, if you want to be somewhere in 25 years, in 10 years, then there's certain things you need to do by year 10, by year 5, by year 1, in 3 months, and right now. So I suggest you break it up into different distances into the future. So you have your tenure, you have something midway, and then you have a couple of near-term benchmarks. So one year, maybe in three months, and right now. You have to give yourself a small win or two that you can do right this minute, next week, right? That will take you closer to your goal. So that's the first part. Figure out exactly what needs to be done at a timeline. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you wanted to get into um, caring for women, maybe as a a midwife or nurse or doula, something around women and, and having children that's really a passion and you want to pursue it. Then you figure out, if I want to be a doula in 10 years, very successful doula, what is it that I need to do by the year 10? So in order to be successful for it to be an income generator for you, you would have to be certified. You would have to have enough paying clients to be able to do it. You would have to have a way to market yourself and to accept payments. So you have to have all of these structures in place. So to have all of these structures in place in year 10, where would you need to be in year five? Maybe you would just be starting off your business. Maybe you would just be finding a f- the first few clients. So you need a few, a handful of clients. Maybe you need a few free, like initially free ones so that they could give you testimonials, something like that. 
you need to be some way certified. So figuring out what certifications you might need, that you'd be qualified with enough experience under your belt to be able to like launch that business in year five. So to launch that business in year five, what do you need to do in year one? So in year one, you have to be on your way to taking whatever certification. So whether it's classes you need to do, apprenticeship you need to do, you need to have that started and on its way. Um, in terms of clients, you might need to maybe join some groups and start networking to be able to find the clients when it, your time is ready, right? So if you need to get us a number of hours of training or work, you have to have all of those started documented so you know what your aim is. Maybe you need to start a blog or some social media handle so that you can get the word out and share your knowledge so that you can start building that rapport with potential customers, right? So that's what you need to do in year one. What do you need to do in the next three months? Maybe you need to apply to some school or certificate. Maybe you need to start your social media handles or start your blog, whatever it may be, a podcast, whatever it is to get your name and your brand out there in three months. And then you figure out what do you need to do right now? So tomorrow, next week, maybe then you need to call a school or some kind of certification body to figure out exactly what you need to do. Maybe you need to find doulas who might be in your network and reach out to them and ask them questions, set up, set up a coffee or a sub, you know, some meeting where you can ask them about the business and how they do it and what do you really need to be successful, right? So you want to give yourself a very immediate short-term win. So you've done the first steps. You've identified your future state. You figured out what the key enablers are. You've built yourself a 10, 5, 1 year, and then a 3 month or so, and an immediate set of tasks that you need to do. The next step then is figuring out how to track that you're doing the things that you need to do. Because we all know that what gets measured gets done. If you're not tracking it, if you're not measuring it, it will slip away from you and then you'd find yourself months into the future, years into the future, and you haven't done a darn thing. So what gets measured gets done. So you have to find a way to track that you're doing what you need to do. This leads me to a very important concept. Leading and lagging indicators. So the way to think about this is you have some goal like let's say becoming a doula, or let me make it even simpler, fitness. Maybe you want to get fit, maybe you want to lose weight, you know, getting shape, something like that. If you only measure your weight at the end of a month and you say, let me see if I've lost any weight, that's not really going to get you the outcome that you want. Just jumping on a scale once a month and looking and see, did I lose weight? That's not realistic. That's not going to actually get you anywhere. So what you have to make sure you measure the right things. It's not just measurement, it's measuring the correct things. So you need to figure out if the outcome, the lagging indicator is, let's say, weight or how many pounds you can bench press or if you can do five pull-ups, you know, sequentially. You don't just measure that. You figure out what are the key factors, the key disciplines, the key activities that I can do that's going to lead to that outcome. And these are called leading indicators. So in manufacturing, this is how it works. How many parts were we supposed to make this month? Did we make the number of parts? No, we didn't. Okay, why didn't we make the number of parts? Well, we had a lot of downtime because the machine was broken. Okay, well, why was the machine broken? Well, something got jammed in the machine and it stopped it up and we took some time to get it going every time. Okay, why was there something stuck in the machine? Well, it broke off in another part of the machine and it got stuck. Well, why did it break off? Well, it got worn and that part broke off. Well, why did it get worn? Well, because time had passed and it started to wear out and nobody changed it in time. 
Okay, well, why did nobody change it in time? Well, we didn't know we needed to change it. Well, why didn't you know? Well, we didn't inspect it. Well, why didn't you inspect it? Well, we don't have a regular inspection program. So that's the root cause. It's not because something broke in the machine. It's because we didn't have regular inspection where we could find out if things are worn, if things are not working right, or they have the potential to not work right, so we can catch these things before they happen. That would be a leading indicator. Have you done your inspection at the right time? So if it's every week, there's a certain number of things you check. There should be a checklist somewhere that shows I have checked all of these things. And by measuring that compliance, you will be able to help guarantee that you'll have the other outcome, which is producing the right number of parts. So that's how it flowed in manufacturing. So how do you apply this in real life? You want to, let's use the example, get in shape, lose weight, Measuring your weight at the end of the month is, is a lagging indicator. So you have to figure out what are the key enablers of losing weight. Well, nutrition, exercise, and in some cases, things like sleep and stress can contribute to like that belly fat that you have because of all this cortisol your body is producing. So instead of just measuring, well, what's my weight? You probably need to measure how you're eating, if you're sticking to a general program, if you're drinking enough water, if you're getting enough sleep, if you're exercising a certain amount of time, a certain amount of times per week. So if you measure those and you can consistently stick to those key things, these leading indicators will help you get the outcome, which is the weight. Because by the time you measure the lagging indicator, it's too late. It's already happened, right? So this is a very important concept and I really love, love, love this concept. So if you have, you want to achieve these things in 10 years, you need to put in some leading indicators that will help you identify if you are on track to get to that destination, right? So let's go back to the doula example. You want to become a doula. You want to get certified. You want to have the right number of clients. You want to have the right presence. Um, so that you can have a, a functioning business, then you need to do a certain number of classes, you need to learn a certain number of things, you need to get a certain number of hours of experience, you need to reach out to people so that you can build that client base. So all of these things you should be checking is how many networking events or have I attended? How many people have I reached out to? How many classes have I taken this year? How many things have I read? So, may, so maybe you want to be shown as an expert in a certain area. Maybe it's postpartum doula care where there's not a lot of stuff going on. Maybe that's your niche. So you start reading articles or finding content around that and maybe you keep track of it uh, um, in a blog and you check how many blog posts you've written or something like that. But you find those indicators that make sense for you and you keep track of them. And um, this is actually a key part of another part of the lean manufacturing concept, which is something called leader standard work. And I'll probably do a separate podcast just on this. So part of leader standard work is there are certain things that you fit into your day, your schedule, and you do them because you know that these, again, are practices and disciplines that lead to the outcome that you want. So your leader standard work might be reading blogs or articles of interest, let's say every day or every week, you check this thing off that you've done it, right? You give yourself a cadence for doing it. Reflection is another important part of leader standard work that you build it into your schedule as well. So things like that form part of leader standard work. And in my case, what I do as part of my own leader standard work, I actually created a notebook 
because I realized that life was better for me. I was more productive, more effective when I do certain things on a regular basis. So I, I couldn't find anything that had exactly what I needed. So I created my own notebook with, with categories that I could check off. And so they include things like my version of a reflective practice, which is journaling. And my journaling is not complicated. It's just pretty much three things I'm grateful for at this point. But journaling every day and checking my indicators, things like how much sleep did I get? Did I drink enough water? You know, did I set an intention or do some meditation um, in the day? Uh, how many steps did I take? And I usually do like the day before. How many steps did I take yesterday? So those things I know that when I do them consistently, when I get enough movement and exercise, when I drink enough water, when I get enough sleep, when I do take some time to reflect, I know I do better. So it's my way of tracking and said, yes, I did it. I got this many hours of sleep. I got enough water and that keeps me high functioning. I, when I look at my life and I see that I'm losing functionality and my uh, executive functioning is decreasing and I'm not getting things done and I'm frustrated and overwhelmed, I can typically point to the fact that, listen, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing those things I know that keep me moving and keep me effective. So that's how I do my leader standard work. So though that practice, that discipline will help you in um, staying true to that plan because what gets measured gets done. So you have to find a way to track that you're doing the important things. So once you've done those things, identify your future state, the key enablers, built out that 10, 5, 1 year, and then the near-term 3-month and immediate tasks that are going to enable those things. You identify exactly what needs to be done and a way to track those things using leading indicators. The last part of this is some type of accountability. So there's kind of two ideas around accountability. First is accountability to yourself, which is where your leader standard work comes in, that you're checking off, that you're doing certain things all the time in some kind of cadence. And two is that you might want to partner up with someone or get some kind of um, accountability with other people. Because the key thread here in terms of accountability and making sure you get things done is uh, there are four things. And I got this, I think, from Tim Ferriss, his podcast or one of his blog posts. And it is one, give yourself some kind of forced timeline. So put something on your calendar or have some meeting. And I do this a lot at work. If I want to make sure I get a project done on time, I book the meeting to go through the results of the project in advance. So I force myself into a timeline that I know I'm meeting with this group on this day to go through this dashboard I'm creating. And then it forces me, even if it's like a week before, to work on it and get it done, right? So give yourself a forced timeline, a timeline that is it's almost published that people know it's coming. Two is invest upfront. You want to you want to have something invested that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you sort of lose something. So I always encourage you to do something that requires some kind of investment of time, money, or energy. So it's um, purchasing a course ahead of time that you pay, you prepay for, or maybe um, signing up for your website or your blog and, and paying the hosting fee. Sign up for a podcast, like pay the hosting fee, get your art set up, your, your album art and those things and actually invest money in it because that will give you that will give you a different level of involvement here. Um, so that's the first two. The third one is to create some social pressure. 
So the more you share this with other people, an accountability partner, a Facebook group, something like that, and say, this is coming, this is what I'm doing, that does create some pressure for you to show up and get it done. And the four, very important, is to say no to distracting opportunities. Sometimes, I know for me especially, when I have big important things to do that I'm trying to avoid, I find everything else that might be more interesting. I call that vacuuming the attic, right? Something is going on and you think this is the perfect time to vacuum the attic or the roof or something. So being able to say no and forcing yourself to say no to distracting opportunities so you can focus on the big rocks, the big things that need to happen right now. So those are the four keys to successful accountability that will help you achieve those goals that you set for yourself at those points in time. So to go over it, you have your current state, your future state, and it's nice, dynamic, and compelling. You've figured out your key enablers. You've blocked out those tasks that you need to do at the different time periods. You're building some tracking, your leader standard work, and then you use the four keys to successful accountability, the timeline, the investment, the social pressure, and the say no to distracting opportunities to help keep you focused and keep you moving forward. And this all falls neatly into, you know, the, one of the foundational parts of A3 thinking and lean manufacturing, which is the plan, do, check, act cycle. So you want to plan, you execute on the plan, you check with your indicators, whether you're doing it, and then you act, you adjust, you tweak, right? And then you go back into the plan cycle and build in time to review, build in time to reflect in your standard work so that every so often you look back and you see, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Give yourself time to breathe, some time to think, and don't think that you have to be on and efficient and super productive at every point in time. Reflection is a huge part of effectiveness and productivity. So friends, thank you for joining me along this ride. I hope it's been useful for you and I will see you next time. Hello friends, just one more thing before you go. Are you ready to tap into your inner genius? Then get on my calendar for a 30-minute strategy session. Let's connect to your purpose and find meaningful work, whether that could be in a corporate career, in your own business, whatever it may be. Let's chat. Callwithdrb.com, callwithdrb.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'll see you next time.